This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. Remote work has become a dream come true for many people, but can it become too much of a good thing? One UC Berkeley researcher predicts that cities will thrive again once the pandemic is under control. His arguments are compelling and support the idea of a metropolitan or suburban lifestyle with fewer days at the office and commutes that are easier because highways are less congested. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. UC economist Enrico Moretti spoke with Fox about his forecast for the return of superstar cities. He talks about how highly skilled workers like to congregate in different metros and why that trend is probably not going away, although some amount of the urban to suburban shift may remain. Living in the suburbs is still within driving distance of the city and many major companies, making it an attractive option for a hybrid work schedule. The academic term for the clustering of different industries in certain cities is called agglomeration. Moretti says it's one of the most important concepts for understanding why this happens, and he doesn't think it's going away. He says, I think everything that we know from the economic geography before COVID tells us that these forces of agglomeration are quite powerful, and there's no reason to think that the same tendency to cluster will be all that different in the post-COVID world. He explains that, for example, the biotech industry clusters geographically in three or four cities. That same scenario goes for other industries like finance and pharmaceutical. He says if you look at all the inventory in computer science, the top 10 metro areas in the U.S. account for 70% of all inventors in computer science. And it isn't just in the U.S. Moretti says over the past 20 to 30 years, you can see signs of agglomeration in industrialized countries around the world. Moretti says one of the reasons for the growth of these clusters is that employees leave companies like Microsoft in Seattle and start their own companies in the same area. But it's not just that. Moretti says that startups also want to tap into the labor force that's already specialized. Although many of these more specialized high-level industries can support remote work, Moretti feels that working remotely 100% of the time won't work as well as the benefits of agglomeration. What he does see is that more work will be done from home, but that workers will live within commuting distance of their office. He says, for the typical employer, it's going to take the form of one work-from-home day a week, or at most, two days of work-from-home work a week. He says, if you have to show up at the office three or four days a week, you still need to live in the metro area where your office is. And it isn't all about work, either. Moretti says that people, especially the younger generations, are attracted to city amenities. The fact that cities like New York and San Francisco have looked deserted during the pandemic supports that argument because a lot of the urban amenities were shut down. He says that once people feel safe from COVID-19 and the amenities reopen, he expects all those well-educated workers will return to the cities. If enough people end up working a hybrid work schedule, that could make cities even more attractive because there'll be fewer people on the road commuting. The pandemic had many people thinking that cities were doomed, as they moved to far-flung areas that didn't have as many people or germs. And there have been plenty of headlines about this pandemic migration. But just how far did they really move? A report by retail traffic analytics firm Placer.ai supports the idea that while some people did move to other states, many people stayed closer to home. The results show that most U.S. states saw less than 1% population growth last year, and that all that moving around was mostly to the suburbs, not to other states. The report shows that Montana and Idaho had the highest number of migrants at 3.7 and 3.9% respectively. 
Florida, Arizona, and Maine also did well with more than a 1% increase. Cities that were above the 1% mark include Tampa, Charleston, Austin, and Phoenix. So there have been population growth hotspots. Many people have been moving to the Sun Belt states, but it seems a larger percentage have just moved farther away from their nearby city. Expedia CEO Peter Kern published an opinion piece in Fortune that discredits the idea that cities will remain undesirable after the pandemic is over. He says, quote, The global health crisis we're living through is serious and it will have lasting effects, but does anyone truly believe this event is capable of fundamentally altering human nature? Unquote. The human nature he's referring to is the desire for social interaction. When you think of being human, you don't think of living in social isolation. Kern says maintaining close relationships with others is essential for our mental health and ultimately our survival. He says he used to live 20 blocks from the World Trade Center and that after 9-11, many people were worried about a mass exodus. But the opposite happened. Kern says New York City witnessed booming real estate values, strong economic growth, inward migration, and record tourism. He says people always find their way back to cities. We don't know for sure what our post-COVID world will look like, but it looks like people may be more spread out in suburban single-family homes that are within commuting distance of their nearby city. You'll find links to these stories on the podcast player for this episode at newsforinvestors.com. I'm Kathy Fetke, and thanks so much for joining me here again on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.